I agree. I think I would have liked to have two be the struggle and three be the descent. I I really like that. And I also think that would have what would have been really cool at the end was seeing him get the glove of Darth Vader on and then you kind of like pan over and you see like more yeah. pieces of the suit for like later on throughout his life. I think that would have been cool. I mean, I, I understand the, the thinking of like, we want a shot of Darth Vader at the end because that's so cool and it's so iconic. I think just seeing like the, the glove come on and then you know it's Darth Vader's glove and then panning over to like the rest of the suit. Anyway, that's for three I mean, though. We already <laughs> talked about three. <laughs> but no, I, I think that would have completely fixed it. I'm with you on that. Um, let me see here. My next my next note is when they are battling to get into where they can turn the shields off so that they can actually um, I have one more note. Well, I have two more notes um, when Leia and Luke are on the bridge. Um, one, she oh, says, okay, I, think, what are I feel like I've always known that you were my brother. Why did she kiss him twice? <laughs> and then, okay, so when he says goodbye, he kisses her goodbye. And, you know, I always thought it was on the cheek, like, because they know their brother and sister now. It does not look like they yeah. kiss. Like, it does not look like they kiss on the cheek. It looks like they kiss again. And I was like, "Are you what? You just said your brother and sister." I'm like, ew. I I thought it was on the cheek. It looked like on the cheek to me because I was yeah, watching I that. that. But and it, the last because like, I was looking like and I was like, because it's really quick. It's not like it's not like they linger there or anything. But for me watching it, I was like, that kind of that that just kind of looks like they're on the lips. Like ew, and you just found out your sibling. So one, why did she kiss him in the first place? Two, it kind of looked like they kissed again, and that just it just yeah yeah. Two easy fixes. Very, very easy fixes here. One, just remove her line. Don't put it in the script. And if it does manage to get recorded, don't put it in the final edit. Just have her be like, I never would have thought. Like, it, like how could this be? Kind of shock. And then two, just have a closer up of them giving like a little peck kiss on the cheeks. Like the Europeans do. And we just assume or that's just how hug. they say goodbye in space, you know? There's no problem. Like- or just hug. I don't know. Some siblings, some siblings are are like that. Especially if, I mean, they even though they just found out they're siblings, they've been friends and had that relationship, really close relationship, longer than knowing about each other as siblings. So I actually would accept a really quick like peck on the cheek, along with the hug, or even just a peck on the cheek as a goodbye, and like a hand squeeze just because of that. And then maybe I wouldn't so much in seven, eight, and nine because now they've had a long time to be brother and sister. Um, but I think just so I'm okay with a peck on the cheek or a hand squeeze or something as long as we can see very clearly that and that's I just, what that I mean, was. Because the point is like Han Solo comes out and sees them together and gets suspicious and gets a little jealous. And so, like, I can understand the kiss and I wouldn't fault them for kissing on the cheek. It's fine. I would have preferred a hug just because you can linger on a hug and it not be weird. But if you linger on like a kiss on that cheek, it's just weird. And so, yeah, it, it served its purposes. It made um, Han Solo jealous. And then we get the hold me line, which just my heart, you know. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, and then and that's all. I, that's all I gotta say. Han Solo is wonderful, and I love him. And even though he's like super jealous and angry at the moment, he's still just like holds her, you know. <laughs> even though he's kind of suspicious as to maybe she's in love with someone else, I'm just gonna hold her while she mourns the guy that she actually loves. It's fine, you know. <laughs> he's a really great supportive partner in this movie like now that they're actually officially together they've both admitted they love each other like he's a really awesome partner to her it makes me kind of sad knowing what happens next obviously we've both seen seven eight that is the worst part of seven eight nine i'll be honest like of all the the issues that seven eight nine have that is the worst one that they're not together like they still love each other they still like are fighting for the same cause. They're just not together. I yeah, that's my biggest issue <laughs> with seven, eight, and nine. I'll just put that out there right now. Of all the issues they have, that's the worst one. Is that these two beautiful people are not together. <laughs> Especially after watching, if you watch it in chronological order and you just we're watching, you know, one a week, going from six where we see that to seven, it's literally going to feel like a heartbreak to me. And I just, I, there's so much other heartbreaks. Yeah, we don't need that the, one. I'm not looking forward to the next one just because of that. I agree. Yeah. My next, let me get back to there. Um, my next one, yes, they are fighting to get into the shield generator. And it's about R2 getting shot. Of all the times that he has run in front of the line of fire, <laughs> he gets shot. And... They did change it a little bit from 83 to the current one. So he always had like, he always always had the little lightning thing after he gets shot and goes, mm-hmm. that noise. But in the newer one, they kind of added it a bit longer. Of, like they added a few more gadgets and devices to come out of him and kind of be freaking out. And they made it last a few seconds longer than in the 83 one. So I prefer the 83 one. Because it seems more realistic, a little bit shorter, less gadgets and stuff hanging out of him. But I just felt so bad that poor O2, who's always so confident, has never been shot before. <laughs> even going, you know, headfirst into battle. When he, now gets when shot, he's like got somebody covering him sad. too. Like Han Solo literally shot at the guy seconds before he shot R2. Like it wasn't like Han Solo wasn't doing his job covering him. The guy just I shot know. at a time that he shouldn't have shot at. Like, he basically mm-hmm. risked his own life to shoot that droid. Good on him, I, you know. But, but yeah, it was... Yeah. How, how does he walk across hallways that are just filled with laser beams and not get even a scratch? And then he's, you know, standing still, <laughs> got somebody covering his back, and he still gets shot and, like, you know, blown all to pieces. <laughs> poor thing poor I know that was my note and then my next one is the Luke Vader and Emperor scene that's where my next um, note is yeah so I have the scene with where before uh, Luke goes to the um, the Emperor where he's just talking to Vader and they take his lightsaber. So, okay. So we discuss like, um, Darth Vader tells Luke or says to Luke, like, oh, you built your own lightsaber because his other one fell down the hole. Um, 
you built your own lightsaber. And then when Yoda died, he tells Luke that he's not quite a Jedi. He has to confront Vader first. So I'm wondering, in the prequels, they talk about like taking the trials and we never understand or never get to know what the trials are. Just to, just to spitball. <laughs> what if the trials are you have to build your own lightsaber and you have to like <laughs> face like your biggest fear or something like are those the trials like is that what he was like obi-wan would have had to do that's what um anakin didn't do because <laughs> he never actually took the trials to be master um like is that like, that that's my speculation <laughs> is like you have no to build idea. a lightsaber and you have to like confront your biggest fear or something like or maybe you have to have a task given to you by the the council and Yoda was the only one left so he gave it him the task like that's that's my that's my like <laughs> speculation of what the trials are that we hear about at the beginning I don't know that for sure I don't want to have to do homework on it so I'm not going to but that's what I think <laughs> that, that I mean that would make sense absolutely if those are the trials because that this is the only time we ever see someone in the council be like, nope, this is how you complete yeah, your nobody- training and become a Jedi Knight. In the prequels, they only ever say past the trials. That's literally um, all the my next one gets. is right. I it's before R two or maybe it's after R two. I don't remember, but okay. It's so when again back to Han and Leia. Um, she gets sh- shot in like the arm, and it's just a scratch, so she's okay. But then um, Han is like covering her and these two uh, stormtroopers come up behind him and she pulls out a gun and he says, I love you. And she says, I know. And then he moves out of the way so that she can shoot the two um, (laughs) bad guys. And I just love that part. I think that is brilliant storytelling in the way that they flip that script on on them um, with him saying it when he's going into be frozen in the carbonite and then this time like she gets her little cheeky uh flirtation in i really like that i think that's great storytelling um i just had to point it out (laughs) i love that moment (laughs) i love that moment i'm so glad you pointed that out um because that's that is a great moment and carrie fisher did really well in this movie not that she did bad in the other ones i just she continued yeah, to do very well in this I feel this like movie. all the actors got better. Definitely um, Mark Hamill got a lot better just throughout each movie. He gets better. And I feel like mm-hmm. not necessarily that um, Harrison Ford, because he doesn't you know change a lot, but I feel like he gets a little bit more of the character, like a little bit cockier, kind of says the lines a little bit smoother. But I think all of them just really improve as they go along and Carrie Fisher as well. Like they all just get a little bit better each time. So they they did really good. Actually, they get a lot better. Like because in mm-hmm. episode four, there there's some rough acting spots, specifically with Mark Hamill and, and Carrie Fisher. <laughs> but they like there's not any spots I think, in in either five or six. Yeah, I agree. They really did improve from four onto five and six. And I think part of it was because there was no movie like Star Wars before episode four, which was the first Star Wars and just called Star Wars. No one knew it was the middle of the story, but there was nothing for them to like kind of look at and base off of. And, you know, they, I mean, 
and George Lucas kind of being a little like, you know, you can pronounce the name however you want and say it however you want and all this stuff. I think they didn't really know what to expect and what to make of it and like how to be. And so I think after four, when once they got the fan base going, once they were like, oh, okay, now we see the movie. This is what Star Wars is. I think that gave them a lot more confidence, not just the popularity, but like just seeing what it was about and and how how it was put, being put together definitely helped them with their acting in five and six. Because I, I don't think they were bad actors of- before the first Star Wars. Because neither one of them had done a whole lot of acting before this project um and i think that you know when you have the chance to see yourself on screen you you pick up you pick up tricks you pick up you know i should have done this better i could have done that you know like you pick up different ways of doing things in different scenes so i think yeah i think they just kind of figured it out and improved and i think yeah definitely knowing the universe of it helped them too i know is that vader okay backing up sorry the emperor says you know strike me down when your anger and your transition to the dark side will be complete i have two thoughts on that one is well let me write let me go with off the first note i had which is that vader stops luke from killing the emperor did the emperor know vader would do that and then adjust his plans accordingly when he was like yes kill him and now become a padawan or did he really honestly intend for Luke to kill him and then Vader would become the master and Luke would become the powder like and he would be gone or was like the whole thing like I shall tell him to strike me down and then you stop him and fight with him and then convince him to join us or die and then there would be th- well no not three Sith because he does encourage him to kill Vader one of them has to die because there's only two Sith at a time is there what only the two Sith? I know there's yeah, always so two Sith, but I don't know that it's exclusively there has to be two. Um, but from, like, just to answer the first question. There has to be two. There has to be two. It's like Sith lore that there's only ever a Master and a Padawan. The Padawan's supposed to kill the Master Interesting. and move up and um, maybe cycle. So from um, yeah. the Emperor's response to the to vader stopping him i would say that he knew that vader was going to stop him because i was wondering that too because in um nine right yeah in nine um spoiler alerts but (laughs) in nine when he comes back he wants her to kill him and so at first i was thinking okay well he he wants luke to kill him but Actually, but I feel like from his reaction to Vader stopping him, he knew that Vader would do that. I don't think he ever thought that Luke would kill him. I, I feel I feel like that's his plan. Um, just because okay. of his reaction to it. He doesn't seem like shocked at all that Vader does it. You know what I mean? He has absolutely no reaction to it. He knew that, like, he feels very confident in that moment, and I feel like he knew Vader would stop him. Think about it. You get the chance to go and meet the two heads of an army that you are actively fighting against for freedom for the universe, and they're like, if you kill us, you go to the dark side, but he's already killed people in the war who are on this side for their freedom, 
killing them would help their cause immensely. So I kind of was just like, why would killing the leaders of the people that you're fighting against in order to restore freedom to the galaxy, like pull you over to the dark side? Who, like, who would, like, if Han Solo was there and they'd be like, you kill us, you go to the dark side, and he'd be like, all right, bang, bang, like shoot him dead. And then he'd be like, now there's freedom in the galaxy. Like, I just, but it makes more sense if you're being forced to kill your father out of anger. I can see how that would pull someone to the dark side. But that was one of my thoughts as well was like, you guys are on opposite sides of a war. Like, do you not understand? You guys have both already killed like people from the cause. Well, Why would he not want to kill it's you? It's not about, it's not necessarily about killing anybody. Uh, it's about acting out of hate and feeding off of hate, getting stronger because of hate and anger. Mm-hmm. Because what he, like, he wasn't trying to get luke to strike him down in order like for a righteous cause he wanted him to strike him down because he was angry and because he was like mad and because he had this hate for him that's why he wanted him to do it he wanted him to give into the hate and kill him because he hated him not because of any other reason not like killing him you know and i feel like if han solo was to kill him han solo would have done it because it was you know we're on we're in a war it wouldn't have affected han solo to kill him because han solo wouldn't be acting out of anger and and all the and and he's also not a jedi so um it would have been different like if han solo had been there and just shot him uh, you know it would have it wouldn't have affected han solo but and if luke had walked in and just shot him it wouldn't have affected him that way it was the fact that he was doing it because he was angry and he was like when the way that they make it seem is that you get more power when you're angry and so if he had killed this ridiculously huge general Mm -hmm. emperor uh, you know this huge sith that's been plaguing the galaxy for years if he had killed that powerful person out of hate he would have attached that feeling of power to hate and to anger and all this and that's what led to the dark side it was more the acting out of hate and out of fear and out of anger than it was the actual killing of him then i feel like the plan should have been to go in guns blazing (laughs) (laughs) if your goal is once again i don't think luke is good at plans (laughs) i really don't think he's good at it it was a bad plan but i also yeah see if he had gone in guns blazing and then then he could get captured and the gun taken away from him and then we could have that scene it would show at least he has a plan but i'm kind of okay with luke being a bad planner because he is young he didn't finish training i will always say my one of my next notes is all caps obi-wan barely trained luke because they keep saying obi-wan i have trained a note well. on that too he was with him for like um, four so days one, so Stop first one obi-wan. with that is he didn't ah. want to kill his father he had no intention of fighting vader he wanted to change vader um to the good side of the force he never wanted to fight vader so that was one of the reasons why he didn't go in guns placing yes. because he, he wanted to change Vader. Yes. he wanted vader to change um the other one about what you the other note about what you said is like Obi Wan has trained you well. The, the fact 
that when he says that, Luke is on a staircase above him and has the higher ground. <laughs> it's so good. Every time. Every time. Oh my god. I will never... That's honestly the memes and the jokes that have come out of that line are the only reason... Sorry, not the only reason. Or oh. the only thing that makes me happy that that line is in anything related <laughs> to Star Wars just for uh, I, that because it's just so I funny. mean, because I honestly don't think that the people in the prequels care looked at the originals at all, really. But like, I just love that looking at it. It's, he's looking up at Luke because Luke is on the staircase <laughs> above him and he's like, Obi-Wan has drained you well. I have the high ground. <laughs> I'm not going to try to jump this time. <laughs> He's like, nope, I learned my I'm not going to try to force jump over this one. He's going to walk up slowly. Oh! Oh, also, also, mm-hmm. so going to the prequels about Anakin always losing yes. his lightsaber, Darth Vader uh, full-on yes, throws his so lightsaber. He just shocks it. And it <laughs> like, he's like the most powerful force user. Why didn't he just pull the thing <laughs> with the force? But no, he chucked his lightsaber. Uh, that is so great i just yeah i had that note too he just chucks it (laughs) he's like ah (laughs) the prequels got some consistency things correct you know luke could have killed vader several times with a simple counter strike um, the way that he fights he like leaves himself open like really open and all luke would have had to do is like twist his wrist a little bit and he would have lightsabered vader in the face several times throughout that fight so either the choreographer was really really good and like was trying to really show that luke was not trying to hurt his father he was just defending himself or Mark Hamill and Sebastian, what's his name? Sebastian Shaw had, or no, it's it's David Prose is, is him. It's or um, David Prose just didn't know how to fight. Yeah. So there are so many people playing Vader. Okay. Yeah, I did notice that during the fight scene. I figured you would make a note of that, actually, because you typically know more about fight choreography, so I left it alone. But I did see that, and I took it more as the choreographer wanting to show that Luke was trying to defend his sister and himself and not really wanting to kill Vader. But then, of course, he goes and my note is (laughs) poor Vader always getting his hand freaking chopped off (laughs) in a fight. Supposed to be with the best, like, fighter ever chosen one and can't stop It's a family trait. Like, Luke loses his hand, too. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And it they don't have Kylo Ren lose a limb, do they? No, he has all his limbs. Yeah. He would. It might have been too much for Kylo Ren to lose a limb. <laughs> couldn't have handled it. But at the same time, it's a family tree. I don't know. But yeah, um, <laughs> I felt bad for Vader getting his hand chopped off again for shooting lightning at Luke, right? And since we watched him in chronological order, we watched three not that long ago. Wasn't it? like the return of the lightning to the emperor like when mace windu held up the lightsaber and was returning it back to him that like 
because it was going on for so long that disfigured the emperor that was yeah. what happened yeah. right yeah. sure with him. <laughs> okay luke is getting lightning way longer than what i remember mace or even the emperor himself getting lightning again from what i remember i didn't like count the minutes or seconds and that he doesn't get like disfigured he doesn't get he doesn't die, thankfully, even though it's been a long time. But I could have sworn that's how the Emperor kind of got disfigured and droopy skin and stuff. So that was mine was that Luke lasts, lasts through the lightning really, really well. Doesn't come out with any I scars that we can see. don't remember if it was the energy of having to make the lightning that made him all disfigured. Or if it was the lightning hitting him that made him all disfigured, I don't know. Well, it was he didn't get disfigured until after Windu forced it back on him, and then you slowly see his face changed, droopy skin. But then he, yeah, okay, and all that stuff. Well, Luke has more resilience. The Force, I don't know. I don't have an answer. He's younger. Maybe the emperor's not human. Okay. Um like I know he's from Naboo or whatever, but maybe he's not a humanoid and like it melted off his disguise. Ooh. And then he's like, I was de- deformed, but it was a total lie. It was just his mask coming off. The very, very end about Anakin looks like he aged a lot in only twenty something years. Okay, I have a couple as chronologically. As chronologically so in the first film. Vader throws the Emperor. Um so Vader is defeated, and Luke is supposed to kill him. He de- chooses not to, and he throws his lightsaber, which I think is hilarious because they make a big deal about how you don't throw your lightsaber, but Anakin throws it all the time, Vader throws it, and now Luke is just like, I won't do it. He just chucks it. No one has any respect for their lightsabers anymore. Um, so I thought that was funny. And then when Vader, um, <laughs> he picked like the... The Emperor starts torturing Luke. Vader has a change of heart, picks the Emperor up and throws him into one of the big giant vents that we don't know why they're there. Um, And it explodes for some reason. Um, The explosion affects their... The lightning hitting some core thing that you're not supposed to hit. Um, The explosion was a little weird. Um just the graphics of it. I don't know if they added anything or if that's the way it's always been since the 80s. No idea, but it looked weird. And then let's see. Um, so I, I wanted to point out that Vader is actually really, he's softening in this movie. He's already pretty much a softie because he has the same Admiral throughout this whole movie. He doesn't kill one of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, he... He doesn't kill anybody, and he hasn't he hasn't choke forced anybody through, you know, uh, video chat yet. So he was he was already going a little soft uh, from finding out he had a kid. <laughs> um, and then I think it's so sweet that Luke yeah, tries he, to take yeah. Vader with him, even though he, Vader's like dying, um, and he's like struggling to bring him along. Um, and he actually does bring him yeah, because he burns his body at the end, which means that. He actually drug him all the way to the hangar, put him in the ship, and took him away. Um, And when 
Vader dies, I noticed this. This is the only time I've noticed it because I was paying attention to the music. It plays Vader's theme song when he takes his helmet off and he's dying and he finally gets to see his son with his real eyes. And he tells him, like, tell your sister uh, you were right about me. Like, tell your sister you were right. And it plays Darth, it plays Darth Vader's theme music on a piano. Yeah. Like, super sweet and soft. But it's like, but it's his theme song, mm-hmm. like the iconic, famous, like soft and pretty and like yeah. not all like dramatic, but it's soft and pretty. And I thought that was beautiful storytelling. I don't know if that was in the original, if they added that later. I thought that was great, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and then towards the end, the celebration footage. So, like I said, I had never seen. I had never seen that before. Oh, yes. they, they added, added it on. That. So, like I said, I wasn't gonna tr- I wasn't gonna cop- talk about the CGI, which it, the CGI is not good. But what annoys me, or what I noticed, is they show Coruscant, and and I was like, oh hey, that's Coruscant. Like we knew that from the prequels. Yes, but the Jedi Temple is rebuilt. <laughs> but why? Because it it's was still destroyed. There or rebuilt. And the yeah. Emperor, the Empire is ruling right now. They're not <laughs> going to let him rebuild the Jedi Temple. And it's like... It's not, yeah. It's, it was an act of It's not like a day. ruin or anything. It's literally... Muscle the Force. Like, it just looks perfectly <laughs> fine. Right there. Yeah. I think they just weren't thinking. Like, I honestly think they were like, okay, just take the shot from Coruscant that we have from, like, episode two or three and, like, plug it in. And they weren't like, oh, yes, Jedi Temple. Need to, like, make it look different or take it out. They just, is my only guess as to why that would be, that would be that way instead of burned or taken down completely. It was on fire in three, like, in in the last, like, the last time we saw it, it was on fire. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm glad I don't know. Showed everybody celebrating. I didn't like the CGI, but yeah, when they showed, I was like, oh, hey, that's Coruscant. Like, I recognize, wait, that's the Jedi Temple. Like, why is that there? (laughs) Again, they just miss things in Star Wars. Like, they just kind of miss continuancy issues, is the biggest thing with Star Wars. And we're going to see that in 7, 8, and ooh. Seven, eight, nine. We're gonna have to set aside a lot of time. Yeah, for we'll, we might have to do two. We might have to separate all of these. So honestly, there's so much. They're so long. And it's sorry, but um. <laughs> anyway, so um, my last one is is Anakin's Force Ghost. Um. So, like I said, I had. Yeah, so I had never seen um, yes, this me. version of it before. I had never seen uh, Hayden Christensen as the Force Ghost. I had always seen Sebastian Shaw, um, and but I, I knew I knew it was coming. I knew about it. I had definitely heard about it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, whatever." But when I watch, but when you watch it, <laughs> and just because you and I talked about it, I noticed. Um, Anakin's force goes is looking at Luke in the creepy way that he used to look at Padme. <laughs> it's so creepy. <laughs> yes. It's from the scene on the balcony. 
it's like I guess they couldn't get Hayden Christensen back to to like refilm. Like, hey, we just need literally maybe ten <laughs> seconds of you looking at someone and smiling. They just <laughs> reuse just, the footage from three instead of paying maybe him that's for like what an hour said, of work. Like, they're like, smile this way, and he just looks at him all creepy. Like, it just it's some stalker. It's so weird. Oh, but man, he's pretty. <laughs> he's pretty. Um, so yeah, I looked up all of the people that played Darth Vader. So David uh, Prowse um, is the one that is physically uh, Darth Vader. He's in the suit. He walks around. He does all of the acting for the movie. Um, and I found out he's six six. Like that's why Vader's so like super tall. Hayden Christensen is not six six. Just so you know. <laughs> They added some length when they gave when they put when they put the android legs. They gave him some length there. <laughs> He's tall, um, and then tall. Sebastian Shaw is when we um, he removes his helmet, and we see that we see him say his final words with his actual voice. That is uh, Sebastian Shaw, and he was the Force Ghost um, before, and they changed it to him Christensen. Obviously, James Earl Jones is the voice. Jake Lloyd is the yeah. child actor that we couldn't remember his name when we did Phantom Menace. His name is mm-hmm. Jake Lloyd. And then obviously Hayden Christensen plays him. So those are all the people that played Darth Vader in the movies. Okay. Um, there was a bunch of people who have played him in like the Lego movies and Robot Chicken and all the different Clone Wars and everything. So all the different things of Star Wars. But in these actual, in the nine um, and then there's another one that actually plays him in like Rogue One and stuff. Um, but as far as the nine episodes, those are the people that play him. So David uh, Pro really didn't get, he never got to show his face. He never got to nice. see, hear his voice. Um, but you get to see him walking around. So I, I totally credit him with the acting when Luke falls in, uh, in five. With the just drop the shoulder. I love that. I think it's the best <laughs> acting. <laughs> with no emotion, like no facial expressions. I think that's wonderful. And I totally, that, that is David. And and he did that so well. So, Okay. No, I love that moment. We talked about it in five. But I, yes, I love that moment of just, dang it, uh, Luke. That's all, that's like, all that I had for this one. Um, for the original trilogy. That's it. Yeah, we're done with the original. We're now on to the modern ones. And I think the reason we'll have so many notes on those is because they came out when we're adults and fully formed fans of Star Wars versus like having like grown up with the originals and then had the prequels released as we were growing up. so the next three are going to be really interesting. I'm really excited for them, <laughs> yeah, but I also I, know I'm going to have cramp for my I have notes. hopes for this one because I have literally only seen um, the new one, the sequels, the sequels. I have only seen the sequel trilogy once. I've seen each episode one time. And so this is going to be interesting because, I mean, the prequels I saw multiple times all three of them i watched multiple times obviously i watched the originals multiple times well not the new version i this is the first time i ever saw them with the new stuff i watched my old vhs versions <laughs> and my old dvd versions um this is the first time i'd watched that version but i watched them several times um this so going into the sequels is going to be a little bit different for me because i've only seen them all of them only one time so 
um, it's a very fresh perspective of it. <laughs> and we'll, we'll see, it'll be interesting. So I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna be so mad about the Leia and, and Han thing. I'm already mad about it. And we haven't even watched the movie yet. <laughs> This is Taya. This is Laura. And we are Your Little Sisters Productions. And this has been Star Wars Missed Opportunities.